Hey everybody, welcome to the Legacy Podcast. My name is Bill Dupenthaler. And I'm Mike Conan, and this is a podcast for disciples who want to make disciples. Well, howdy everybody. Uh, as you heard, we're, we're back, Bill and Mike, and we are in the middle of a series that we've been talking for, you know, I don't know how many weeks now, but the, around the theme of HNL, whole nother level. Uh, taking different aspects of our life to the to the next level, and you know, and just seeing seeing what we can do with uh, you know our walk with Jesus, our family, our marriages, our our, our parenting, and uh, what what it looks like in in our, in the workplace and and around finances and and friendships and all these kind of things we've been talking about, uh, taking things to the next level. And yeah. today, I'm really excited about. Uh, we're, we're actually going to do this this uh, discussion in two parts because there's so much to talk about. I'm really excited about this topic because, actually, for me, this would not have been a great topic to, um, to for me to talk about a couple of years ago. Uh, and here's the topic. Uh, do Christians really have to attend a local church? Uh, and, and that's the question. Uh, and, and Mike, I, I know you have, uh, you know, lots of um, uh, <laughs> things to say about this. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hand it to you for a second to kind of give a little bit more um, context to this discussion. But then I'm, I'm going to come back and I want to tell you why this would, would not have been a good discussion for me a couple of years ago. Well, you know, I was a local church pastor for a lot of years, a lot of years. And so for me, it's, I'm biased that direction. I love the local church and I love the people there. I love what God does in a local church. I, I love the setup. I love the structure. I, I love every part of the local church. Uh, at the same time, I can freely say that as soon as the local church has me become their pastor, it's messed up. You know, and so there's going to be <laughs> broken people there, and that's what R.C. Sproul's old line was: any church that would want me as their pastor, I, I know, is messed up from the beginning. It's going to be full of sinful people, <laughs> and there's there's a sense where I do get it why people don't want to go to a local church in the sense that uh, the church itself has problems. There's, I mean, there's going to be people who are sinful people there, especially um, in the leadership. There's always going to be sinful people. There's they're going to do sinful things and they're going to hurt people. They're going to hurt you. They're going to uh, talk about your money. There's all kinds of things that people don't like about local church. Mm -hmm. And uh, this isn't a podcast on why people don't go to church, but if we were to do that, you know, I think that there's a few things that stand out why people don't go to church. And one of them is people just get busy and they get sidetracked and they forget how important it is. And uh, another might be, we live, especially in the West Coast here, but in the Northwest where we are, we are in, you know, a territory where people don't like to be told what to do. You know, we're trailblazing. We're pioneers. You know, in fact, many label us as pioneers on the West Coast because that's our heritage. Our heritage was, I know nowadays it isn't that way, but our heritage is people, you know, trotting across in the wintertime, losing wagon wheels to get out here and people <laughs> dying. I mean, the half the people that started the journey didn't make it out, you know, a type of that's our that's our heritage. So we are tough, rugged, individual people. And so there's there's a sense where people don't really uh, love church and don't like to be told what to do. And, and but I, 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 you know, when we were talking about it and 
I, I wrote an article that we're going to reference quite a bit today, and you can see it on our, our website there at r2legacy.com. Um, and we're going to go through the 10 reasons that I had talked about in that article for uh, why, you know, why should people go to church? And and again, this is about taking your church to a whole nother level, too. You know, the, this is yeah. not a, yeah. a defense of the church, but it's it, this hopefully will give you some reasons why you might want to think about making a yeah. recommitment to the local church. Yeah. 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 So in, in 2020, as, as everybody knows, ah. uh, the church is all closed. And, and uh, for it, depending on which local church you went to, uh, some stayed closed longer than others, and some gradually opened up with masks, and others were fully, you know, non-masked, and that, and that was a very divisive time. Uh, and, and many people um, left the church that they were going to because they didn't like how they responded to the COVID thing, you know, either direction. And, um, and, and it was a tough time for, for churches, and, and uh, many churches have still not recovered from that. And, they, and there, were, there are many, many churches, and I don't know, you might, Mike, but uh, I don't know the statistics, but, um, but I feel like most churches maybe lost up to 50% of their congregations. Do you know a, a statistic on that? Uh, I don't know what the, I don't know the stats. I know that yeah. coming out of COVID was uh, unfortunately a real pruning in the life of the local church. Yeah, a lot of people yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. So this is a this this topic I think is is still very very um, pertinent because uh, I've talked to a lot of people that 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 used to go to church that still haven't made it back and 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 that was us in in uh, in twenty twenty one even after our church had opened up we uh, my wife Jody and I. We just kind of didn't make it back, and, and and we were like like wow, this is nice. We've got like a whole weekend, and not interrupted by you know half the day on Sundays gone, and and uh, and and we just we we just kind of got used to not going to church, and it wasn't until Christmas of twenty twenty one, so like at least a, a good year and a half after after the church is closed uh, with COVID. That we finally made it back on Christmas Eve to to uh, to church and and we sat through that Christmas Eve service, you know, um, I mean, not bawling, but but yeah, I mean, eyes moist, tears of joy, you know, uh, to be there um, worshiping God and and being being in in uh, the presence of a of a of a group of people that that were, uh, you know all around the same purpose and, and that love God and, and it felt so good to be back and so right. Hmm. And, uh, and that was, and that was the beginning of our, um, return to, uh, attending a local church and, and, and my gosh, you know, now we're coming up on two years, uh, since then. And, um, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. And, and, um, and so I'm, I'm right there with you, Mike on, uh, I'm a full believer in, you know what, the local church is incredibly important, and I think we need to be, we need to be going to church, and and not need to be like it's that's the rule, but need to be because it's it's like you know you need to eat, you need to drink, you know because that's yeah. good for your body. That's how you stay alive, you know. So. Yeah. Well, and you know, you come out of a young life background, and one of the foundations for a young life is 
getting kids involved in a local church. And it's one of the foundations 100%. for legacy. You know, we want to see yeah. kids get involved in a local church. Now, uh, do we do that perfectly? No. But we do do our best to get adults involved in, in local churches and encourage them. And we have people in our yeah. ministry. I was counting it the other day uh, from 20 different churches. Us, you know, yeah, pretty cool. And I'm just talking local here. And so we don't we don't have a prescription of you have to go to this kind of church or this church. There's just something about being together with the people of God. That's good. You know? Yeah. Well, I love, I love that about what we do too with our true legacy is like, we're not a church. We don't claim to be a church. We don't want to be a church. Our goal isn't like gathering as many people as we can, you know, to say, Hey, I'm a legacy person, you know? Uh, no, our, our goal is to, uh, to raise up people that, that were, are going to be followers of Jesus and they're going to be disciples who make disciples and, and are going to be enriching and, and helping to grow their local congregations. And, and, and I just want us to be, be uh, uh, cheerleaders uh, to that effect. Yeah, it's true. Well, let's dig into it. Um, yeah. Do you want to take number one or you want me to take number one? Go ahead. Well, the first thing that I thought about when I was thinking about why people... I don't I hate to. Use, I don't want to should on anybody. Okay, so but I'm going to should on you. Okay, so why people should go to church? And um, so the first thing I thought about this is what you know. We look at Jesus as our example, right? And the and the early disciples, right? And so this is the most important piece. Of the puzzle is well, what kind of a life did Jesus model for us? Jesus went to church every week. Uh, the, the Bible is pretty clear on this. I mean, it says I was. This was his habit. Uh, he always did on the Sabbath. He went to uh, the meeting place. He went to the synagogue. He went to his local congregation every week. And of course, that meant Saturday for him. Uh, but uh, for us, we know that's usually on Sunday. We now have friends who go to Saturday churches and such. But uh, Sunday is going to be our normal day. But it, Jesus was in the habit of going every week. In fact, the culture that he was a part of, the Judeo culture, Everybody, uh, it was part of their habit. They they certainly did not do a lot of things perfectly, but one of the things that they did do was they observed the Sabbath. And again, some people more stringently than others, but part of the expectation for everyone was that on Saturdays, that was a, a day that was set apart. And the Pharisees, yeah. even though they didn't get a lot of things right, that was one of the things that they uh, got right. And so, you know, there is a sense where... Jesus, if you just think about it, he went to church every week. Uh, he's the one who sets the tone. He's the one who sets the example. And not only did he go to church every week, but he took his disciples to church every week. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, there's a lot of things that, that we could say there. What do, Anything you want to add to that before? I have some other things, but I didn't want to take it all. So. Well, I, w- I was going to say, uh, <clears throat> I think it's easy to want to uh, pick and choose which aspects of the life of Jesus that we want to, um, <laughs> you know, emulate maybe and like, like, well, you know, just because Jesus, you know, like did whatever, fill in the blank, that, that doesn't necessarily mean, uh, that that's for us too, but yeah, it does. I mean, he, he set the example and, and, and I love the fact that it's, that the, the Bible clearly, you know, states that, that that was his habit was to go to church every Sunday. Did he go every single Sunday? Probably not. Or every Saturday back then, you know, for, for the, for the Jewish uh, culture. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's awesome. And, and, and it's, it's a, it's a great first point. Well, and 
and if you just pause and, and think about it for a moment, I mean, the, the, it's kind of crazy because we hear one of the reasons that people don't go to church is because the church is corrupt and they're they're full of hypocrites. And uh, it's, it's really fascinating because Jesus, the church in Jesus's time was very corrupt. In fact, he spent all of his time yeah. talking with these Pharisees who couldn't stand him and he would always point out how corrupt they were how uh, their teachings were not good and their actions were not good they were selfish people they were they'd set up this place and at one point he goes in and he throws the tables over and he's that upset with with who they have become but he still goes every week and he still puts himself in yeah. underneath their teaching every week he still takes his disciples there every week and and for anybody who thinks, oh, I'm in professional ministry, so I don't need to go to church. Well, did Jesus, was he in professional ministry? Uh, it sure seems that way, the way the scriptures read. He and his disciples, they're going around everywhere. And they're, they're leading people to Jesus. They're healing people. He's teaching them. He's, he's doing professional ministry that we model uh, today. And he still yeah. felt like they needed to get into that that local church setting in. Uh, so it's kind of, it's really hard to, to see this any other way. Like you're, there's not any part of our lives that we can say, well, I surpassed Jesus, so I don't need church anymore. You know, right, I, I right. think that there's, yeah, go well, ahead. The, oh, I was just going to just uh, transition into, into the, the, the second point because I, 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 I love this. Uh, as you know, uh, the book of Acts is one of my favorite uh, books in the Bible, and and when you when you look through the book of Acts in the early uh, couple of chapters, uh, you see the disciples now that now that Jesus has has risen from the dead and he's ascended into heaven, and they're and they're like out on their own, you know, they're not on their own because they have the Holy Spirit with them, but but Jesus is no longer physically there with them, and they're now left to to carry on the work. Um, in those early chapters, it, it 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 talks about the disciples going to the temple and going to the Sabbath. At that time, they still considered themselves uh, yeah, Jewish, absolutely. And uh, and you know, and and then and then, of course, as as things uh, uh, transitioned and and it became clear that they were no longer welcome in the Jewish temple, they they um, moved to these. Uh, home churches, and they started establishing uh, 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 churches everywhere they went, and that was that was like one of the first things any of the disciples uh, uh, when they would go to a new town and they would and they would lead people to uh, faith in Jesus. The, like the first thing they would do is establish a church, establish a local church. Uh, and and at that time, you know, everything was pretty small, and so they they met in people's homes. And that was and that was what they did. But it, but it was it was understood. It was expected. Yeah, they continued on doing what Jesus had taught them to do. I mean, and they uh, there was there's not anything new for them in the sense of the Sabbath. And uh, again, there, there's some discussion about whether we need to keep a Sabbath today or not. There's a verse in the Bible that talks about Jesus is our Sabbath rest, and so people look at that and say, "Well, I have a relationship with Jesus. I don't need to take a Sabbath anymore." But the disciples didn't see it that way. Like you said, Bill, they they no. they were very dug into this, especially the local synagogues. And they, 
Now, again, they also went in just like Jesus did and were not afraid to communicate their beliefs. And so in some ways, they caused their Mm -hmm. own end when they were excommunicated and booted out. But they stayed and they would have stayed in the local synagogues and in the the local um, expressions uh, for longer if if they would have been received. Um, I'm convinced of it that they're that they they wouldn't have ended up having to kind of start their own thing if uh, the local uh, synagogues had embraced Christ. But when they rejected Christ, right. then they rejected the obviously they rejected the disciples to the point where they were having them, you know, beaten and killed and and stuff. Right, right. I, I yeah. guess you could get a free pass to start your own thing if in your local congregation they want to beat you and kill you. Right, I mean, we could we could give somebody a pass for yeah. that. I think that would be a safe, a yeah. safe one, you know. Yeah. But and and yeah. it doesn't mean you can't start a, a home church or those things. But home churches are not the same thing as small groups, you know. There's the di- there's a big difference between a home church and, and a small group, and I think that that's, um, you know, we'll talk about that more as we talk about some of these things in there. But uh, that was the other thing that I wanted to say about Jesus is and the disciples is they had their small group. These guys had a small group. They were a small group. Um, right, right. In fact, they always were... Cre- and that didn't replace going it to church. It didn't. It didn't. In fact, it probably enhanced it quite a bit because they went together. And it was a part of what they mm-hmm. did together. And it was a pretty neat uh, thing. And so, um, yeah. And, and then we see the next phase. So you, you might think, okay... So Jesus did it, and then his disciples did it. Um, but then after that, did they keep going with that, or, or what did they what did they do? And then what we see in the book of Acts is every single time there's a convert, that person is expected to join a local congregation, and and right, so this is right. the habit. It's it's a you know there's uh, it's it's very very clear that uh, none of these people who converted to Christianity then just decided to do their own thing. Uh, They didn't just convert and then say, okay, well, that was great. I checked that box in my life. Now I just go back to how I was living before. um, And, or maybe they would meet one-on-one with somebody or something like that. That is not the story that is told at all in the book of Acts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, And again, we we don't have to go any further than the scriptures just to just to uh, to get our example and to get our our uh, direction on this. So so Jesus modeled it. Uh, the disciples did it. Uh, they expected converts to uh, assimilate into a local congregation. Uh, and then the, the the fourth reason why uh, we uh, uh, go to church is the church uniquely brings everyone together to worship God. And and uh, that was the thing that that I experienced not for the first time in my life but 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 uh, was re reminded of uh, that Christmas Eve of December um, of 2021. Uh, the the experience of of being in a in a church congregation and and you know and singing these 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 uh, worship songs the, at that time, obviously Christmas worship songs, it was it was just so powerful, and 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 I had kind of forgotten 
what that what that was like and 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 uh, you know and 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 I am in vocational ministry and I'm in tons of small groups and I you know I wasn't it's not like I was lacking being around Christians yeah. uh and and so and so I at at the, during those those covid years I was kind of you know uh, justifying it and and rationalizing not going to church because well I'm doing great anyway you know and I'm I'm around lots of Christians I'm in Bible studies we pray uh, uh, you know uh, and so heck I'm fine without church and then we were reminded no man we need we need to be a part of church if for no other reason just to have a place where we can we can uh, uh, worship God corporately. Well, it's such a big piece. And part of what I get to do for our ministry is go to different churches and try to build bridges and, and those things. So we were at a different church on Sunday and a uh, different worship style. And at the same time, just really love the words that the people were singing, that the presence of God was very, very real. And the word, uh, the word given was was different than any place else that we had been before, but also just really uh, encouraging in some ways. And mm. and so there's something about God's presence when we are in worship together that's powerful. And and again, I don't want to make this a whole theological thing, but I could say uh, there is uh, definitely when we are praising God together in the sanctuary. Most small groups don't do that, and there certainly are some right. that do. And if, if yours is a, is a home church, it's a whole different thing. Like I said, most small groups are, you know, like we've talked about support groups, and they may do a little study, but mostly they're there to support each other through life's hard times, which we think is great and good. Uh, but they don't have worship as a centerpiece, and so you're missing out on a, a big piece of the puzzle where you're actually in the presence of God together. There's something about people together worshiping that is different than us listening in our car and singing along to the radio or whatever it is. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And yeah, I mean, the Bible's really clear about that. You know, that, that, um, if you, to, to, ex, you know, the Lord inhabits the, the praises of his people. I mean, when you want to experience, uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise, you want to experience God's presence. It's, it's through that, that expression of, of, uh, corporate worship. There, and, and you, you know, been a worship leader and and seen it through that lens. I've right. I've been a non singing worship leader. <laughs> I sing, but I don't <laughs> microphone my singing <laughs> worship leader um, yeah. before. And yeah. there's there's really something profound and powerful about singing together. And then you also have the, the sacraments, uh, you know. And you just think of the baptism, the Lord's Supper. That I don't know very many small groups that celebrate the Lord's Supper uh, um, and who. Uh, celebrate baptism. Sure, we're in a time where people just baptize anybody. I mean, that is kind of the time that we're in now. People marry anybody and people baptize anybody. And it's just an odd time in history uh, in in some ways because it's never been this way before. But, well, in our gender, our time anyway. And anyway, there's a lot of right, things right. in the life of the worship experience uh, that are powerful and profound. Even just saying the Lord's Prayer, I find to be profound uh, and powerful for me in in a context there where everybody's praying the same thing, you know, and I, I love that. Well, I think that's probably a good spot for us to just wind it down and we can hit the, the next of them uh, yeah. later. And I guess if I were to summarize all that we've been talking about is is quite simply this. We, we think that as Christians, we're supposed to follow the example of Jesus. And so... 
unless somehow you have surpassed Jesus, you have to be able to rationalize how <laughs> you don't need to attend a local church. Because uh, Jesus didn't need to. I mean, he was already spiritually connected with the Father in that sense, but he modeled it, he showed it, and in some ways he did need to because that was part of uh, what he came into is understanding who God was and what God had called us to be. His disciples did the same thing, so it wasn't something that Jesus modeled and then they passed, didn't do. His disciples did it, and then the disciples that they trained did it. And then throughout history, it's been a centerpiece. Up until uh, today, it's still a centerpiece for nearly every Christian in the world. And in some ways, our Western culture, this really yeah. holds us back. Because if you were to go to another place, another part of the country, I mean, another part of the world, sorry, other than Europe, uh, you would see the local church being the centerpiece. You would see people dedicated. I mean, two or three times a week getting together in the local church. And so we're we're kind of just a unique uh, little bunch, ironically, since our church, our whole thing was founded by church people. So, yeah. Well, and, you know, and, and sadly in Europe, uh, 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 was because as you know, we spent a lot of time in Europe. I mean, that used to be the case, and 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 and. Unfortunately, uh, by and large, Europe has lost its faith, but, but uh, still to this day, uh, the center of every small town in Europe is the church, the highest point in the town, you know, um, in, in everywhere you go. And, and, um, interesting. You know, just, it's a testament to what, what, what that once was. It's so interesting, isn't it? Well, and then the last piece we talked about was yeah. uniquely that being together in worship is powerful. It's where God's presence is in a way that it's not the same in a small yeah. group. It's not the same in our individual quiet time. There's something about being there that's powerful. And that's uh, there's there's a few reasons right there why people should go to church and and why we think it was worth thinking about taking your church uh, attendance to a whole another level and. Uh, that's As right. I said before, you can check out more on OurTrueLegacy.com. Uh, we do appreciate you listening to the podcast, and we appreciate you sharing it, liking it, and subscribing, and all that great stuff. And we also appreciate it if you would prayerfully consider becoming a, a prayer partner with us, a financial partner with us, and praying for our ministry. And uh, until that time, uh, we're going to be committed to doing that ministry, which is uh, creating disciples who make disciples. Amen. Amen.